Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. If you are watching live on YouTube, that's right. I let the whole song play today, mostly because I was enjoying it. <laughs> Isn't it ridiculous? Aren't I an absolute moron? I am an absolute moron, but thank you very much. If you are joining me on YouTube right now, thank you very much if you are listening on the podcast. We are available everywhere. We're on Spotify, and we're on iTunes, and we're on SoundCloud, and anywhere else that you would like to listen to a podcast. Uh, originally, we were going to do um, individual for both but then I got yelled at, so now they're just going to be everywhere. But I do want to thank everyone that does join me Tuesdays, Thursdays, 5 p.m. BST at the moment, which will magically turn into 5 p.m. GMT when the winter comes. But the summer and the spring is here and the sun is out and we should be feeling warm and fuzzy in our tum-tums. Also want to shout out patreon.com for the summer of 316. Without that support, this doesn't exist. So thank you to everyone who uh, does support me there. It is not lost on me how awesome you all are. Just checking to make sure that Wi-Fi is okay. It is. It dropped for just one second. I don't want that again. It's a hard life, I tell you. So, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to talk about Adam Cole and we're going to talk about AEW. Now, the reason we are doing this is because we are going to go through the Dynamite show. I enjoyed Dynamite very much last night. I know, shock horror. Can you believe it? Simon Miller liked some wrestling. But there was no massive news. I didn't want to get back into the CM Punk stuff. And we talked about Roman Reigns on Tuesday. So I was like, you know what? Let's just talk about what is clearly manifesting itself on the television. So hopefully in six months to maybe a year, we can look back on this episode and say, man, I know what I'm talking about, which I don't, by the way. I know nothing. I just go with my gut and I go with my heart and I go with my feelings, whatever that means. But after watching that segment with Adam Cole and Chris Jericho yesterday, which obviously is going to be our feud, and that awesome segment between Britt Baker and the Outcast and the Jericho Appreciation Society and Cole himself... I think the plan has been instigated. I think the trigger has been pulled. I think we've smashed the go button, and I think the rocket is ready to launch and hopefully not explode like Elon Musk's did today. There you go. There's a topical reference for you. I think we're about to turn Adam Cole into AEW's top babyface, or at least that's the plan. Like, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but I'm sure that may be the idea with CM Punk, but I think he's going to be a contentious figure no matter what happens because that's just the way that wrestling fans will, will treat it. Whereas, while I'm sure somebody in the comments will go, I don't agree with you, which is perfectly fine, you're allowed your opinion. I am yet to stumble across someone that doesn't love Adam Cole. I love Adam Cole. Britt Baker clearly loves Adam Cole. Everybody what coach loves Adam Cole. And most wrestling fans that I talk to love Adam Cole. Now, he plays a great heel. And I think the fact he came in as a bad guy was awesome because it was a bit of a swerve, a bit of a twist and a turn because we knew we had Brian Danielson coming out to play that role. But I think this is massively important for AEW. I really do. Now... We don't know what's going on with this brand new Saturday show, but it doesn't matter whether it's Dynamite, whether it's Rampage, whether it's Collision, or whether it's the pay-per-view model that AEW has. At the moment, I think John Moxley was the guy that sat on top for a long time as the babyface, but rightfully so, him and the Blackpool Combat Club are villains now. They're bad guys, which again, I'm totally cool with. I think it's the right thing to do. But it does mean we need someone to fit into that role because, you know, the world champion right now is MGF. I still think he could have gone on a babyface run, but he didn't, and he's so good as a heel. And do I think Jungle Boy could one day fill that role? Yes. Darby Allen, nah, he's got a little bit of a dark edge to him, so maybe not the super good babyface. Um, Sammy Guevara has it in him too. It'll take a lot of work because <laughs> he just rubs people the wrong way. But it is there. So yeah, when you start do going through the whole thing, like who's the John Cena here, right? Or who's the Cody Rhodes if we're going to sort of update it a little bit? 
And it's Adam Cole. I'm totally convinced of it because last night when Britt Baker, of course, who of course is his real life um, partner, was getting her ass whipped by that kendo stick and he was just crying and he was showing emotion. I was like, well, there it is. There's the sympathy. There's the empathy. There's my desperation for him now to go and whip Chris Jericho's ass. And I think that's what will happen. I don't know whether we're going to do it a double or nothing. I don't know whether we're going to do a mixed tab first. Because a mixed tab? <laughs> you want a mixed tab? I'll give you one. I don't know if we're going to do a mixed tag first, because now obviously you could do Jericho and Soraya versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker, which we should do even if it's on TV. I think that would be fun. Maybe even do it at the Wembley show. I mean, I wouldn't do that, but hey-ho, do whatever you want. But, you know, because it was Jericho who gave Soraya the kendo stick. That's a good point. Someone just said, Pat McAfee doesn't like Adam Cole. <laughs> That's so good. Well done. You get a salute from me. That's very funny. But... Uh, I've totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah. You know, I think that when we get to that match, uh, Chris Jericho should lose and Adam Cole should win. And then after that, it's time, man. It is time to look at the thumbnail today. That's why I did it. I'm hopefully it's me gazing into the future. But that is when Adam Cole should start going after MJF's world championship. And it doesn't have to win it on the first time, much like Cody didn't win it from Roman, as long as you've got the story there and as long as you've got the idea there. But be it towards the end of 2023 or early 2024, I suppose we're looking at Revolution. That's the last pay-per-view of the year, right? I get confused. And then Full Gear is the one at the start of the year, maybe. I don't know. I think you do MJF versus Adam Cole and Adam Cole is the next guy. And we do go all in and we do make him the super duper over the top lovable baby face because I think he can pull it off. He's just such a tremendous person and it never comes off as fake. It never comes off as phony. It never comes off as, you know, like we're trying to put this on like it did with Roman Reigns back in the day. And that wasn't Roman Reigns fault, but it's the character we gave him, right? That was the problem. We gave him a character and wrestling fans saw through it. Roman Reigns sounds like a terrific fellow, but when it comes to the wrestling world, it's this arrogant gaslighting mafia leader. That's what clicked. And, you know, Adam Cole just coming across like Adam Cole. It's like, what a wonderful human being, like genuinely. And it totally, um, it totally won me over. And I think that that is the plan. But very smartly, we have decided, well, there's no rush. He's only just come back from that horrific injury. So I hope he is doing okay. And we can build and we can build and we can build. And I think if we do it right, this could be the one. Like this, not the one, that's too much because people have done it, it past them before. I think Kenny Omega could do it too, but Kenny Omega is in a very uh, specific position right now. But I think Adam Cole can be that guy that sits on top of everything. You get him to do all your media and he is your shining light. And I think it's time. I don't know how old he is. I presume he's early 30s, maybe mid 30s, maybe a little bit younger than that still. So it just excited me seeing all that go down. And what a terrific angle as well. I know we've seen it loads in wrestling, especially WWE. They love the handcuff, the handcuff angle, which is a very strange sentence. This happens in wrestling a lot. But, yeah, I mean, what a good bit of business, right? I thought it gave the outcast, ooh, the edge that they needed. Um, it made Chris Jericho look sort of... I mean, Chris Jericho's always somewhat of a comedy figure because he knows how to do comedy. But I think it gave him, you know, sort of that bit of attitude that maybe he needs for this feud. But more importantly, yeah, it just heaped the sympathy. On Britt Baker, too, of course, absolutely. Um, but I kind of feel she's already in that position for the women's division. I think she can kind of, like, flop and fly with its heel or face. I think there's a bigger project in mind with Adam Cole. That's just how it feels like. And I'm super duper excited. And I have had a few um, dealings with Mr. Cole outside of the of the resting bubble. And it's all true. And that's why I think it would be so satisfying. And that's why I think it would work so well. So it's a question I get all the time. Who should be MJF? Who should be MJF? And we mentioned Moxie for a while. We mentioned Hangman Adam Page. Obviously, Punk is always going to be thrown back in there. Be interesting to see what does happen with that. But... Now, someone just mentioned Derby. Yeah, that would be cool too. Like, there's a bunch of people that could beat him. Uh, Maxwell, Jacob Friedman. 
but I don't think any of them would be able to fill this role. That's my point. And the one guy that screams to me, I can fill this role, is Mr. Adam Cole. That even rhymes, you see? And when things rhymes and you have a little bit of poetry, you know that something is going to be right. But it got me excited too, which is why I decided, you know what, I'm going to dedicate. There's nothing else to talk about. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. So I was like, well, let's have some fun with YouTube titles. I'm sure I'll annoy someone. He's not even feuding with MJF. Yet. Yet. That's the key word. You give it... No, it's soon, a few months towards the end of the year, and I think we'll be headed headed in this direction. Uh, shout out to John the Gin in the super chat. John, you're always supporting. I appreciate you massively. And as I always say, if you do want to throw a super chat in there, we'll absolutely uh, reply to it and talk about it. And it massively helps the show as well because, you know, these videos don't make much in YouTube revenue because, of course, they don't. They're long, for one. <laughs> YouTube doesn't like super long-form videos. And it's just my head kind of going, this is what I think about wrestling. So any kind of support like this is truly, truly appreciated. And John the Gin says, I'm hoping for a pillars round robin tournament in future yeah i'm going to agree with you there we'll, we'll get into dynamite that's a nice segue i thought that's what we were going to do i misunderstood what was said when mjf announced it on dynamite and because we have so long till double or nothing i thought we could do sammy versus darby and sammy versus jungle boy and sammy versus jungle boy and darby versus jungle boy <laughs> whole point is they could all fight each other and maybe you could even do a point system like the g1 i thought that's a cool way to fill some time but instead we kind of got um we kind of got an interesting take, I suppose, because MJF comes out with a hat. Always nice to see a hat on Dynamite. Jake Hagar, shout out. And, you know, he picked some names out of it. Turns out it was going to be Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy. And Darby Allen gets a bye. And the interesting part with all of this, including his promo, Darby Allen was basically a heel on this show. Now, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I kind of think that if you are doing a four-way program, you can kind of deviate from one side to the next. And... I saw some people saying, well, if he's a good guy, he shouldn't be happy with a buy in a tournament. I'd be happy if somebody said, you've gone right through to the final sweep. I mean, you've got to earn it. I'm there. I'm going to win. I'm going to become the champion. And the really interesting point is, of course, Sammy Guevara and MGF now have uh, an alliance after apparently MGF has paid uh, Sammy off. And, we end, and the main event, Jungle Boy versus Guevara, ended in a countout, which I really liked because AEW doesn't do goofy finishes like that. So when they do do them, I think it carries more weight. It's the law of averages. It's the law of diminishing returns. The less you do something, the more impact it's going to have. And I think we're doing this because next week, MGF and Sam will try and screw Darby Allen. Unless it all backfires and we just do Darby Allen versus MGF. But I think the majority of people still want to see the four-way. I still, I still think they want to see Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy versus MGF at double or nothing. And this is just a way to kind of stall the story a little bit because, of course, um, we've got a long way to go. I mean, I don't think double or nothing is till May 27th, May 28th. And we're only on, so we've got a month, essentially, five weeks. So that's what I still would do. I, again, I haven't heard anybody say they, do, they wouldn't want the four-way. And again, please you know, let me know if, if you do disagree. Um, but I think we will get there eventually. And this was just a way to kind of tread around the, the time that we do have. But I did like it. And I saw some criticism saying the opening promos were too long and this person shouldn't be able to do a promo, blah, blah, blah. Let's just say all oh, that's true, right? So let's say that Jack Perry needs a bit more work on his, on his promos. I think he's getting better every single week. And that's the most important thing. And he's still a young guy. But how do you expect him to get better at this situation if you don't put him in the situation? And this is what I find some people get hypocritical, which you're allowed to be, by the way. People go, you're such a hypocrite. You can choose to be a hypocrite. It's your life. You can do whatever you want. But when we put a young up-and-coming star in the main event, you kind of get this... Uh, justification, I suppose, where fans would go, yes, but in order for 
us to establish them as a main event star, they have to be in the main event. And I'm like, yes, that's right. Thumbs up to you. Well, it's the same with this. I mean, Jungle Boy can cut as many promos as he wants in front of the mirror or backstage or with a microphone from somebody else like Tony Schiavone holding it. But if you want him to get to the point that he can carry an opening show promo, then you've got to put him in the opening show promo. Same with Darby Allen, same with Sammy Guevara. And I thought they did far better than people said they did. People made out this was a train wreck. I enjoyed every single second. Maybe a little bit long. Maybe we could have trimmed it, but you can say that about a lot of wrestling segments, especially because the rest of Dynamite did feel slightly rushed. And no, they're not at MJF's level, but there'll be elements that they bring to the table that are better than MJF, right? That's just what happens. You have your pros, you have your cons, you have your ups, you have your downs. Ha <laughs> ha. Check it out on What Culture Wrestling. And you kind of take it, um, and you kind of take it from there. So my favorite thing about it is that maybe four, maybe five years ago, well, no. You know, there was a time when I wasn't very familiar with these four guys. And now, not only am I super familiar with them, but they're making their names and they're carving their way through the industry. And it just makes it feel fresh and it just makes it feel new. And the fact they're also now competing for the world title, I just like it. I like the fact the pillars are holding up the show. I mean, that's, that's a slightly ironic term. But it's better than the same old, same old faces doing it. And I have no problem with the same old, same old faces, but let's have some fun. There's so much professional wrestling on TV. And I know I'm blessed to watch it all because I get paid for it, but I don't want to see the same guys all the time. I don't. I want everybody to be put in different positions. Even if we try and push someone and that person falls on their ass like it's miserable. It's Shockmaster round two. I don't care. We tried, we failed. In a couple of weeks, nobody remembers anyway. <laughs> they just don't because we move on. So I'm a big fan of all of this. I do not believe that Sammy Guevara and MJ actually have an alliance but i'm glad that they do because they're celebrating after the main event made me laugh out loud i was so dumb <laughs> it was so unbelievably stupid and cutting to darby allen who was like <laughs> it's just like disappointed dad wonderful stuff that's what i want in my wrestling take the serious stuff take the goofy stuff push it together and let's just have some fun for goodness sake one day what i would like to do and maybe we can try and get this now if you are a negative nancy which again more power to you i want to talk to you one-to-one -one on this show and i want you to try and tell me why everything is negative and everything is crap and why we have to do something like this like even if you don't like something you must be aware that not all wrestling can be written for you you can still poo poo on it and go on social media and go nuts but yeah i like all of it i think it's very very fun i think mjf will come out the other side wearing the championship regardless i don't think that it's time to to take it off him i think that would be a mistake but ultimately it gets a it gets a thumbs up from me right and what i'm gonna do try and do now is which i probably should have done before but i didn't is um get my dynamite notes up so i don't so i don't miss anything because uh, it hasn't updated on here. I knew this wouldn't happen. Hopefully it will update. But yes, I like this a lot. I like the Adam Cole and Chris Jericho stuff. I thought that was super duper good. And oh, it's working now. Here we go. I like how my, my, my script today, I do a script for ups and downs, but I never really pay attention to it. It's more just like to remind me what happened. And it just says what at the start. <laughs> Maybe I was shouting like a fan. What? And I know what's going on. But yeah, we had Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker versus Ruby Ho Soho and Tony Storm work perfectly uh, because, you know, it was just a way to get Britt Baker a big pop on her hometown, make sure that Jamie Hayter was injured, which explained why she didn't come out to help Britt Baker later. Now, I will concede, where was Willow Nightingale? Where was Sky Blue? Where was Riho? I think Riho's injured, actually. But where was Sheeta? She's di disappeared. I think we probably should have had reasons as to why they didn't help come out to help too, because they have been involved in this feud. But we'll wait and see with this. I've really enjoyed the Outcast storyline and the originals versus the, well, the outcasts. And I think it's going to go somewhere cool. And I'm excited, hopefully, for some kind of blood and guts match. Initially, I thought actually we were going to pivot and the BCC and the Elite were going to do the blood and guts match. Now I'm starting to think that we're going to do it with the women. And I think we should. I think it would be a nice middle finger to those idiots that say women shouldn't do that stuff, which is such a, 
I'm not even going to say that it's an archaic take because you shouldn't have had it back then as well. If men are allowed to do it, women are allowed to do it. And I think we've actually built it really well. And again, now the outcasts are coming across like horrible, horrible people. Um, so yeah, I was a big fan of that. I like I liked the tag team match. I thought it was really, really good. Everybody involved is awesome. Uh, Ruby Soho as, a, as a, um, a heel, I think is... Uh, I don't want to say she's refound her feet because she was pretty good. I just think it's what we what we should have done. And maybe that's what we should have done with the Riot Squad in WWE. I think that would have been a lot better. Shout out to Sam Chapman. I appreciate the super chat. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And Sam just agrees, which I always, it's always nice to be on the same page. Adam Cole for champion is my dream. Love your vids. It's your dream. I like that. You're dreaming about Adam Cole becoming champion. Also, thank you for the kind words. Always blows my brain when people... Look, there's like over 100 people watching this right now. And thousands of people watch my videos. I'll never get my head around that. This is my face when I think about it. Because I just, I, I can't comprehend it no matter how many years I do it. I know I'm not the biggest YouTuber in the world. I'm not Mr. Beast or PewDiePie or anybody like that. But the fact that anybody cares and the fact that Mr. Chapman, uh, or I should just say Miss Chapman, I don't know, it just says Sam. We'll call you Sam. The fact, Sam, <laughs> that you have sent me uh, a nice message like that, I do not take for granted. And I always like to kind of sit on my pedestal a little bit to, to, to point that out. Uh, we then had everything between the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club. And actually, this is a point, a, a talking point. They get into a big brawl. That's all you need to know. When Don Callis brings Dekestra out, who kind of chased away the Blackpool Combat Club with, with Kenny Omega. Now, because Don Callis is Don Callis, I instantly was like, oh, Dekestra's going to join the BCC instead. Now, rightfully, lots of people dropped me a line because I said this on ups and downs. And they said, Simon, I don't think that's the case at all <laughs> because <laughs> at the moment, Hangman Adam Page is in the back with the elite. And if we count the BCC members, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, Wheeler Uter, and John Moxley, that's four. Now count the elite. <laughs> the Young Bucks is two. Kenny May, they need a fourth. And it can be Kester Kester. I mean, it should be Hangman Adam Page, surely. But I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> My math doesn't, um, doesn't really work work out here and you know i'm still not entirely convinced this is not going to happen but we will wait and see but i like all of this feud because it's so damn real and why brian danielson is obsessed with amateur wrestling and screwdrivers i don't know he's amazing he was a heel then he pivoted to a face to face mjf for no reason but it worked now he's gone back to a heel just so he can kind of be um relatable with the bcc because they're all heels too and he's magically done it again. So he's fickle, <laughs> which is also ironic. But that's how good Brian Danielson is. I think Brian Danielson is the best England wrestler ever. Maybe that's what I should have called the video today. Maybe that's what I should call the video, um, the video next time to see what happens. Now, don't get me wrong. There's an argument to be had here. There's loads of people we can put in there. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair. Um, there'll be a bunch of people I'm not thinking about now. Ricky Steamboat, the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Again, there'll be loads of people like Abushi, Akada, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Tanahashi. But... Honestly, every time I watch Brian Danielson, I'm just like, this guy is amazing. And I honestly think when he does hang up his boots, he'll be top three, minimum. It's kind of like the Brock Lesnar effect. Not that I think Brock Lesnar is one of the best, well, I do think he's one of the best in-ring performers ever, but I don't think he'd be in the tippy top. But in terms of some of the best wrestlers ever, I would put Brock in there as well. Sells his ass off. Comes completely legitimate, completely believable. Different conversation for a different day. But um, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. Kenny Omega is teased. He wants to do some singles matches as well. So I think... I imagine we do the BCC versus the Elite Double or nothing. But I'm starting to think, unless other plans come into play, Kenny Omega versus Will Ospreay, some form of Golden Lovers, because Kota Ibushi's out there saying he wants to be on the Wembley show. Oh my gosh, make it happen. But if you do Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson part two at the Wembley show, I think that carries just as much stock as anything else we've just mentioned there. And it is, you know, I, I don't think we're doing this by accident. So lots of cool things on the card and they won't get, they, they cannot get this feud wrong because they're too good. 
They're, they're too good. And when you're good, you could even make bad stuff good. So when you're doing good stuff already, it becomes great. That's usually what happens. And I think this is probably great on paper to begin with, or at least I'm enjoying it. And the fact that we have kind of seamlessly turned the Blackpool Combat Club into bad guys gives Mox a new uh, lease on life. Wheelie Uta is really good at it. And uh, Claudio Castagnoli has massively benefited. I mean, Claudio and Cesaro, whatever you want to call him, you know, just coming across as this almost silent killer these days and the champion, of course, ROH champ. Yeah, big fan of all of it. I liked it. I liked it. And I like Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And this is probably going to be the most controversial thing we talk about today because the TNT title is being thrown around a bit. And I understand people say, well, what was the point of Powerhouse Hobbs's reign? He didn't really have any proper feuds. He aligned himself with QT Martial. We could probably argue that QT Martial getting involved here did cost him. I think that's the story that we will tell. But it is the television title. The TV title back in the day was introduced because companies were going to have massive reigns with the world championship. And... Or like we're seeing now, people get a little bit bored. They want to see title changes. So with the TV title, you're essentially telling your audience, this is probably going to change hands on television a lot. So it's when it's being defended, you should probably tune in. And it works. So I don't care about them throwing this thing around. They don't throw the AEW world title around. I mean, Jay Cargill's been the TBS champion forever. Jamie Hayter's been the world champion forever. Um... I mean, Hook's held the FT. I mean, it's not really the same, but you know, Orange Cassidy defends his international title all the time. So if this is the one they want to do it with, and that's not to say that it hasn't lost some prestige. It has. I think we can all agree with that. And I think maybe that started to happen when Miro lost it a little bit and then Cody jumped and we weren't 100% sure what we were going to do with it. And so it would be nice if we could rehab it a tiny bit. But Wardlow coming back to get revenge on the guy that broke into his car and stole his passport and has been ragging on him all the time, I think is okay. I liked it, actually. I like Wardlow a lot. I'm still a huge fan of his. As long as there is a plan for powerhouse Will Hobbs, because quite clearly he's cooking right now. So we've got to make sure that we take him out the oven. Um, how are we going to do that? I don't know, because Christian Cage and Luchasaurus came out right afterwards. But this is where I struggle to criticize it. I love Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus doesn't get featured enough in wrestlers ever. So if I now get Wardlow versus Luchasaurus, I'm perfectly happy. That dinosaur is a good old man. <laughs> I appreciate him greatly. And he's a really good wrestler, too. And he's got a new look. And he's a dinosaur. And dinosaurs have been through enough. Do you not think, given that he's lost every single one of his friends and every single one of his family members, that he should probably be allowed a championship match? Wouldn't you want that? Yes. So stop being so selfish, okay? Stop it. I mean it. <laughs> Somebody will take that seriously too. But no, that's what I mean. Like When I just see things that work, I'm like, okay, sweet. It worked. And I do believe that Arn Anderson is going to be teamed with Wardlow going forward, and that probably works too. I don't think Wardlow's a bad promo. Far from it. But Arn Anderson is a great promo. So hopefully we've looked at that and we're trying to... Uh, you know, push people's strengths and hide their weaknesses. Although I don't think Wardlow promo is a weak weakness at all. So yeah, lots of ticks with all of this. And it's why, you know, people always say, well, Simon, you never give AEW downs, even though SmackDown got all ups last week, but don't worry about it. I'm biased, clearly. Still waiting for that check to come through though. But I'm never going to give something down for a sake of it. And I watch it and I go, okay, yeah, I get it. But no, <laughs> I had fun. And... If I have fun watching wrestling, it means it's done its job because that's what wrestling, you know, should be there to do. Uh, shout out to Spaz Phoenix. Honestly, Spaz, check out his podcast. He supports his podcast, my podcast, the show, whatever we're calling it, um, so much because uh, the amount of Super Chats is amazing. So thank you so much, Spaz, and everybody else at Super Chats. And as we are right now here doing a mini pimp, everyone like the video if you're watching this right now. The more likes, the better it does. Uh, Spaz says, Simon, I caught the Cardona interview, and I thought it was funny to hear you swear. <laughs> so kind of vague. Do you feel funny swearing, or is it case by case, in and out of content creation? Um, yeah, I mean, check out the, the two interviews that I would employ you, three actually, that I would employ you to check out that are live on What Culture Wrestling right now that I truly enjoyed over WrestleMania weekend. The Matt Cardona 
interview. I always enjoy interviewing Matt. He's a good dude. He's very aware of what culture. He's always super nice to us. And he just talked about having sex with Chelsea Green. And it was genuinely very funny. And he told his uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine story, which he's told elsewhere. But he's very good at it. So go and watch that. The Guns interview is one of my favorite interviews I've ever done. Colton and Austin Gunn are heroes as far as I'm concerned. I would like to do that kind of interviews all the time. But again, it depends on the person. And shout out to Nia Jax as well, who uh, gave us a couple of minutes. That's all she had. She didn't have to do that. She went out of her way. And she put lip gloss on me. So you can check all, all of them and ups and downs on um, on what culture wrestling and find out why she put lip gloss on me. It was a perfectly fair reason. And I talk about it on that video too. I'd said to Phil, shout out to Phil, good old Phil, uh, beforehand, my lips are really dry because I was just jet lagged and probably dehydrated. And I felt a bit, I felt a bit funny about it. So she was like, your lip, anyway, I'm not going to, I won't go into that too. Do I feel funny swearing? Well, no, not really. Um, you know, I try not to swear as, as much as I possibly can. I'm just that kind of a guy. There could be kids around, family friendly entertainment. But the ra main reason it started is because YouTube got super funny about swearing. So I would always drop an F-bomb and an S-bomb here and there because I think sometimes done right, it can be funny. But they started demonetizing videos for swearing. So I was like, well, I'm not going to stop swearing. I'll just make up my own swear words. So that's why we started saying, what the flub? Some people still don't get this. Or, you know, that shib or son of a ditch or mother hubbard. <laughs> and then I realized this is more fun. I enjoy this. And now I say them in my real life. Flub is something I say all the time. If I stub my toe now, I go flub. And I'm like, oh, I've changed my brain. So no, it is, it is quite funny because in wrestling circles, when I'm doing my wrestling at the weekends, and I'm at Progress this Sunday, if you're around, so come and say hello. It's going to be a good show, really good show. Some really, really fun stuff uh, on that. Um, sometimes people do hear me drop an F-bomb or whatever, and they're, and they're shocked. But I like that. I like that. There's nothing wrong with a bit of wholesome content in the world. There's enough swearing going around. But um, yeah, in an interview, if it makes sense, absolutely, I'll drop it. Also, you know, I've done it on ups and downs. Retro ups and downs, RIP. <laughs> that will annoy people. I used to drop F-bombs all the time. That was... That was like my secret place to just be a big swearing guy. So I quite like, again, it's what we talked about earlier. Make Have things make impact. You do it all the time. It means nothing. South Park rules. You pick and choose your moments. It's more fun. So yeah, there's a little story for you. Uh, and Spaz also says again in the super chat, see what a good dude. Also, my app is still being rubbish. I look forward to listening later. What's the one thing you're most looking forward to in wrestling right now? Me, it's Rhea Ripley versus Selena Vega. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, I want to see Rhea Ripley versus Sola Sokoa. I want to see that match. Why not? Again, I, I don't mean to keep going on about this, but it is my new catchphrase. Just do it. Be Nike. Nike, I should say. Just, don't worry about it. There's, there's no reason not to, but I think ultimately... I'm very excited about Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar because it's a fresh match. I'm super excited about this Adam Cole Chris Jericho match for everything that we've talked about and whatever Kenny Omega is going to do next because I think he's got something big. I think he's got something really big up his sleeve. I'm excited for this Wardlow TNT title run as well. I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, we did drop the ball a little bit with Wardlow when he was super duper hot. I mean, it sounds like there was um, external circumstances, but, you know, a fact is a fact. So now let's... Um, now let's try and, you know, heat him up again. And I'm glad that he's got it back. But I'm also excited for Hobbs because I love that guy. I think he rocks as well. Uh, somebody just mentioned my interview with Paul Heyman as well. That was fun. That's when we were doing the Miller Report stuff. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. We maybe do a show about that one day. And uh, we did it all in character. And Paul Heyman was great. And he gave me a hug. And he smelled really good. So now you know. Uh, this is when, uh, going back to Dynamite, this is when, uh, obviously, we had everything with MJF and Sammy Guevara. When we had Jay White and Commander, that was a bizarre match, wasn't it? Commander just wanted a tightrope walk. Jay White, I think, is the... I think he's a fantastic heel. I think we need to get him in the main event soon, sooner rather than later. I think that's where he shines with that kind of pressure, if that's the right word, or that kind of aura around him. I just thought this was a really good match. Um... 
I like the fact that Sean Spears has been inserted into this stuff. I like the 10 gimmick. If you hear Sean, Spo- Sean Spears in interviews, it, I mean, he was anyway, but especially after he's had his child, it's very warm, nice presence. And I think we can tie into that. I would like to see him have a championship run at some point. I think that would be nice. And of course, you know, Jay White wins, hits the Blade Runner, Ricky Starks come out, and now we can do Juice Robinson and um, and Jay White taking on Ricky Starks and Sean Spears. I got no problem with that. Get to the pay-per-view, and then we can do Jay White versus Ricky Starks. The only interesting part there is that Ricky Starks probably needs to win, but you should not beat Jay White. I don't think Jay White should be beaten for a year. I'm not kidding. I'm really, really not. I think when Adam Cole is champion, one of his first challenges should be Jay White. I'm a big, big Jay White fan. We got to interview him a few years ago. I think it was a WrestleMania weekend, and you could just tell that he got it. Um, and I saw that Conan recently did an interview where he didn't necessarily get Jay White, which is a lot. Look, you're always going to have your guys, and you're always going to have the guys that you don't get. But for me, Jay White is a special talent. You just got to let him sort of bed in and grow, and it kind of work away with you. He's like a song that grows on you. You may not get it at first, but after six months to a year, you're like, oh, yeah, really, really, really good. Uh, Shout out to I Have An Idea, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark in the super chat. Good to see you. I have an idea. I'm kicking a dead horse. Well, you shouldn't do that, even though it is dead. Um, But my WrestleMania 39 idea, so going back to WrestleMania, would have been for Cody to win and for The Rock to come out, give a slow clap, (laughs) raise Cody's hands for Grammy the Mac, Mike, turning to Roman and saying, Hollywood is my yard, big dog drops Mike. See, the thing with that is, I mean, it would have been amazing. Let's not pretend otherwise. And people would have gone absolutely crazy. But the problem with that is, is that that's the rock sharing the spotlight. I'm not saying this in a bad way, but if Dwayne Johnson comes back, he's going to want to have that all to himself, which I totally get. He's probably going to want to break some records. He's going to have some kind of financial feat that he's able to achieve. And that's why when everybody was pitching this idea that night one, you do the Rock versus Roman Reigns and Roman beats the Rock, then Cody beats Roman on night two. I was like, that's never going to happen. And the reason it's never going to happen is because the Rock would be like, no, I'm the main event. And he is. He's the Rock. He's one of the most famous people on the planet. Um, But it would have been amazing. I mean, when you do those kind of fantasy booking ideas, which people still poo-poo on, I don't get it. What are you fantasy booking for? Because we're wrestling nerds and we've been doing it since we were seven. And it's really fun. Fantasy book everything. Um, Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I think it would have been an all-time, an all-time, an all-time thing. And it does sound like Roman Reigns is heading to Hollywood and Becky Lynch and Cody Rhodes and good for all of them. I I take great inspiration from people... uh, you know, embracing multiple things in in their life. It's what I've always tried to do. And it's really, really hard, especially because you will get people on your ass all the time. But yeah, fair play to all of them. And I guess the big question is, do I think it's going to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40? And I don't know. I think The Rock's too busy. I think in 2024, he'll be even busier still. I just don't think he's going to be able to have it hit his schedule. I mean, even Steve Austin came out this week, jumping ahead to the news, and mentioned that he did actually have conversations about maybe wrestling, like proper wrestling, at WrestleMania 39. But he wasn't able to do it because he's doing some like road show with, with himself, obviously, who else? And because he wasn't sure what the shooting schedule was going to be, he knew what it took, the rigorous amount of fitness he'd have to do in order to get in ring shape. So he couldn't risk it and it did it ran over by a month so it never would have happened and that's i think the situation the rock is in times 10 because he's making movies and after the whole black adam thing as well i think his next movie is gonna have to knock it out the park i can't see it i'd like to see it i think it would be great but i think ultimately the last thing we see with the rock is a big appearance at wrestlemania and he retires and he goes into the hall of fame but i really hope i'm wrong and i really hope that i'm being um a negative nancy 
ironically. Uh, we then learned that FTR is going to team up with Jay Lethal and his crew to help out Mark Briscoe. I love Mark Briscoe. That is an underrated guy right there. He can make you laugh just with his face. And that we and we also learned that uh, the, the final deletion date is coming out soon. Now, I was like, I talked to Matt Hardy at WrestleMania weekend. I think he has some cool plans with this. I'm a big Matt Hardy fan. I'm a big broken Matt Hardy fan. Um, you know, he was the reason I got back into TNA when he started doing it as he did. I'd lost touch with it. And I, I want him to do it one more with a big stage because he wasn't able to do it in AEW because there was no fans when he came back. I just like the dude a lot. And I really hope that Jeff Hardy's in a good place. We've talked about it. We're not going to talk about it again. So fingers crossed, this is just good all round, right? I like the firm too. You go through the firm, Ethan Page, top dude, top wrestler. Flipping love him. Uh, all of them are. I'm not going to run through this. would be ridiculous. But Big Bill, he's, he's turned his life around. I mean, Lee Moriarty, he, they all rock. <laughs> They all rock. And Stokely Hathaway, I said I wasn't going to do it. I'm doing it. Stokely Hathaway is, is amazing. Amazing. Any wrestling promotion would be would be lucky to have him. Uh, we've talked about the main event already, too. So the last thing we'll talk about is the Acclaim versus Daddy Magic, Cool Hand Ange, and Jake Hagar. You know that I already love this. I mean, goofy wrestling for life. These are some of the best people doing it. Flipping Angelo Parker had a loaded comb. <laughs> it's just dumb. It's just dumb, but they play it serious and therefore, therefore it counts. The Acclaim wins. They're not going to join the Jericho Appreciation Society. Kind of weird. The Acclaim still do really good rating spikes when they're on TV. So I think we do need to get them back involved with the title picture at some point, which will be interesting because obviously FTR holds it now, but they don't really have a program at the moment. They're kind of sort of finding their feet a little bit, but I'm never going to get mad at these guys. And especially with Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, when you remember what they were doing on NXT and what they've been able to craft for themselves, I think it's a real testament to their skill, their talent, their humor, and their ability to not take themselves seriously. Right? I, I think they're genuine stuff. And it's the same with the acclaimed as too. Anthony Bowens and uh, Max Castor are, are just flipping awesome. Jake Hagar gets it. Daddy Ass is having a, having a second run. I just like seeing all these people all these people go at it. So, yeah. I always get people tweeting me, cheap plug at Simon of 316 uh like, you know you're ruining wrestling for liking this stuff well i can never really get too mad at myself when something finishes like this and once again i'm just i'm happy right now i'm glad that i took this precious commodity that we have called time and i dedicated this to, to this match and i have had chats with those guys again sort of away from all this kind of a stuff and just lovely human beings and it's nice to see nice people kicking ass and taking names it actually ties back into the, this whole podcast was about it's why i want adam cole to succeed because i do believe that he fits into that category as well so it's another good dynamite as far as i'm concerned um, I think because I have quite an eclectic taste when it comes to wrestling, you can go all over the place like a ping pong ball, and I'll always enjoy it. I think sometimes people watch and they're like, I don't get it. I got this bit, but I don't get that bit, whereas I'm nuts. <laughs> so when you have a nuts show, I totally uh, totally buy in. Shout out to Zach Poff as well in the Super Chat. Again, thank you so much for the Super Chats. You're nice guys. You're giving me money. I know how hard it is. I really, really do. Hey, Simon, crazy fantasy booking here. Yeah, give me all your crazy fantasy booking ideas. But Solus Akoa wins money in the bank. I'm giving that a tick. Love so Cody beats Roman at SummerSlam. Boom. Love it. I've been talking about that. Right after he pins Roman, Roman Solo cashes in to win the belt. Zach, do it. Here we go again with the catchphrase. Do everything. Now, we probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> That's not a good idea. For Cody, for my fun and my roller coaster times, it's an absolutely faboo idea. But I think when Cody has the belt, like the Adam Cole thing, let's build him. He's our new John Cena. He's our new... Nah, he's kind of different from Steve Austin and The Rock, but he's our new top guy. And I don't mind Solo Sokoa cashing in on Cody down the line, but I think he needs a really, really strong reign. I mean, we need to establish him, like we did with John Cena back in the day. That's who Cody Rhodes is. He's John Cena. Um, you know, why the white baby face? But he can get away with it because you totally believe it. It doesn't feel forced at all. 
and we're living in a different time now where amazingly i think we've kind of passed that point where wwe fans wanted to take over the show and now they're happy just to sit back and go with it <laughs> they just go with it oh you want me to cheer him yeah i'll cheer him i much prefer it i can't lie after all the john cena and the roman reign stuff i was a bit bored of it not bored of it because i think you should cheer and boo whoever the hell you want but it's just so nice and so refreshing to see here's our top baby face will you cheer him of course we'll cheer him we love him and cody is just great at it and cody has the best story ever he just does. Do not forget where he was in 2016 and do not forget where he is now. But again, Zach, if they did do it, I'd be doing a backflip. Shout out Tom Talks Rubbish as well. Make sure you check him out on YouTube and his Sean Ross Sapp interview. I watched that and it was very, very good. Big fan of Sean Ross Sapp and everything he's doing over at Fightful. He has built an empire, that man. And long may it continue. And again, Tom is just awesome. We are going to do that interview as soon as I can pull my finger out. Terrible thing to say. Uh, Daily Simon Miller appreciation message. You're amazing. I'm all right. Seven out of ten is what I say. In the world of video games, that's below average. Seven, seven out of ten. Do you remember all that? That was fun, wasn't it? You gave me a game of seven. People are like, oh, seven. It's crap. You know, wait a minute. What? <laughs> poor, poor seven out of ten. Got absolutely ruined. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying Dynamite right now. Sometimes it does feel like a show that was written for me, which probably sounds dumb, but it does. And therefore... If it feels like it's for me, of course, that, you know, of course, that I, I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm happy that I'm going, uh, that I'm enjoying it. This is an interesting headline. I wasn't able to make, I didn't have any time to make notes today. So I've just opened up a, a news site to get some things. And it just says, former WWE star open to return to the company. This actually ties in quite well. It's John Hennigan, John Morrison. And he obviously, that we want to go back. But shout out to, actually, shout out to both of them. Shout out to both John and uh, Harley, who were involved in that creator clash the other day. I'm just huge fans of both of them. John Hennigan, whatever we're going to call him, Boxing John, John Boxing, has... Um, always been super nice to me backstage at shows since 2016 and that goes a long way with me he don't have to treat me nice and he always has done so to see him put all that effort in and win a boxing match you know especially you know over 40 was incredible and obviously harley back from his epic mill days i've been following that guy epic mill time i've been following that guy for years so to see those two go at it and have a mutual respect for each other i loved all of that and you know more more power to them uh, shout out to the shoot promo wrestling show i'm going to presume that's a real show so make sure you check them out simon i tried to send one of these last stream but it didn't work so i'm sending double i didn't have to do that man what i said last time to apologize for that uh, wrestling rocks I don't know what you're apologizing for, dude. I appreciate the support. And wrestling does rock. That's how I always appreciate That's how I always, 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 always approach it. I look on the bright side of life. I'm a Monty Python kind of a guy. And because of that, I, I want to let you know that you're allowed to be negative about it too. Works both ways. If I'm allowed to be positive, you're allowed to be negative, and we can all exist uh, in the same thing. Even Marie is doing a lot of chat saying that she may be coming back to WWE. I'd be all right with that. I like the whole Eva Marie is... I'm about to say something else and I'm not going to say it. Even Marie has left. I was about to use a, a swear word for left. I'm not going to do it. It's not right. Um, yeah, why not bring Eva Marie back? People booed her. That was their job. Uh, WWE is also apparently working on a new kids show. It's going to be a quiz show called like Tall versus Small. That's fine. Just put Omos in it. Omos is a great dude as well. I tell you, Omos shouldn't be a heel. I met him twice now. He's the nicest guy ever. Let's stop playing to stereotypes, man. Oh, he's big. He's got to be a bad guy. No. Let him show that personality on TV. People will love him. And yet... Gable Steveson, who is the uh, amateur wrestler who won a gold medal at the Olympics, I believe, and the NCWA championships, who's been training in NXT for ages and was meant to debut at WrestleMania, is going back to amateur wrestling. So I don't 100% know what's going on with that. 
Uh, I did listen to the Wrestling Observer and Dave Meltzer, his words, not mine, hinted strongly that maybe he's not adapting to pro wrestling as quickly as they thought. But that's okay as well. Like, as I, you know, I, I am a pro wrestler and it's hard. And I really, really, really tried to get that into people's heads. Like even doing a basic match is super hard. There's so many different elements to it. So if Gable Steveson needs a little bit more time, I don't think that's the biggest shock in the world. And I certainly don't think it should be used as a stick to beat him with. Right? You know? Eh. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need to talk about it. And other than that... I don't think there's anything going on. MGF did do a, I just saw this headline. It made me laugh so much. MGF did a, an interview with Fightful. And one of his quotes was actually, I would beat the living flubbing shib out of Britt Baker. You need the context to understand. <laughs> That's just like this guy. Oh, it tickled me. It tickled me. This is cool too. Hangman Adam Page and AEW are in contract negotiations. I hope he re-ups for many years to come. He also did an Instagram post the other day, you know, going into more detail about something that, you know, I'm not going to say it helped kick off all the problems, but it was an element of it where some people accused him of not listening to veterans. And the fact that he went out the way to do that just reminded me why I liked Hangman and Page so much. Again, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't think I want to know. Unless, you know, one day magic happens. But, again, I, I can only go with my gut and he just seems like a cool dude. That's all I'm going to say. And again, I hope he gets a nice five-year deal and millions of dollars. Shout out to Dan Lemley in the super chat. Dan, you're always very kind as well. I appreciate it. What do you think of the possible brand split for AEW? I like it because it gets more people TV time. I think I need to see how it's going to play out. I don't like brand splits. I think uh, we talked about this on Tuesday. The brand split was done for ratings. WWE doesn't need ratings. I don't think it would boost AEW's ratings just personally. Um... I kind of feel like they're doing it. We don't know. It's all speculation. But I kind of feel like we're doing it to appease a fractured locker room. And I think it would make more sense to just make everyone in the locker room friends. Easier said than done. But yes, again, you found the positive there, which I totally agree with. If it gets more people on television and if it allows people to be involved in storylines that are a little bit more connected and don't vanish, then I actually think it would be beneficial to AEW. Now, my favorite thing is when the stories connect through the, the shows. So if you, the Bloodline, for example, you can watch Raw, you get a little something, you watch SmackDown, you get a little something, you get a mini blow off at a pay-per-view premium live event. And look, I do like Rampage a lot. I'm going to talk about Rampage in a second because I've just seen a super, a super chat down there about it. It's a very, very fun wrestling show. I'm not saying it's essential viewing, but it's super duper fun and it flies past at 60 minutes. But sometimes, yes, I, I would love it if there was a little bit more connective tissue between the two, which I guess is why AEW may have been at its peak or its current peak when it was just dynamite because you could keep up with all this stuff. But that doesn't mean that we can't come up with a reason to do this. Ultimately, if it makes AEW more money and more people tune in and you get CM Punk back on the show, which I do think would be a massive boost for everything, then ultimately I think it's going to be a positive as long as you can keep everybody backstage um, backstage happy. But yeah, it's like there's, there's positive and negatives to it. But until I actually see it play out, I'm not going to poo-poo it. And I don't think people say, oh, they're just going all WWE. We don't know anything yet. We don't know anything. Don't read a headline and then just go, oh, it's fact, right? Look for the word speculative, allegedly, maybe, rumor. There's nothing wrong with reporting this stuff. We do it in real sports. So I don't see why we can't do it in wrestling. But take your time and, yeah, maybe it gets Miro back on TV. Yes, Mira back on TV. It's the greatest thing that we've ever done. I miss that guy. Shout out to Zach in the Super Chat said, it says, also tying in, if AEW does indeed start this Saturday show, do you think Rampage still exists? Maybe as an NXT type developmental show. I don't know whether it goes away or not. I mean, it won't go away because they must have a deal with um, TNT, uh, Warner Brothers, to keep it on there. So no, I don't think it goes away. But that is what I would do with it, yes. 
I don't know whether you could make whatever you're doing with Ring of Honor, but then Ring of Honor goes away. I wouldn't call it Ring of Honor. AEW has more cachet. It just does. Ring of Honor is great, but in 2023, AEW is more of a brand name. But yes, I would like to see it as more. I think what you want to do is get rid of the YouTube shows. So get rid of Dark Event Elevation and make that rampage. Um, it would be difficult because it's down to 60 minutes, so you're losing a lot of content. Maybe you could keep one YouTube show. But um, yes, I would like to see that. And I would like to see more people. I'd like to see Hook featured more. I'm trying to think of young up-and-comers, so forgive me if I forget anyone. Uh, the Renegade Twins. I met them over WrestleMania. They're lovely human beings. But even before that, I was saying, man, there's something to them. So Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale. Um, I mean, there are loads of people that I'm forgetting right now. Dan Housen, just put him on there. He's not a development talent, but he's wonderful. Put him on all the shows. Again, there's no point me going through it because I'll forget people. But um, yes, I think that would be awesome. And I think I'd actually enjoy that more because I really do enjoy watching people get better or worse. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I like watching people develop. So yes, I think we should do that. Whether or not we are going to do that, I don't know. But I do think in the next six weeks, oh my gosh, we are going to be plastered with information. So brace yourself. That's all I'm going to say. Right, given that we do have 15 minutes left, again, if you are watching this live right now on YouTube, just spam the uh, the comments with questions and I'll answer as many as I possibly can. One last shout out for likes for the video too, because again, it just helps so much for the next one and the one after that and other videos that I'm making. Subscribe to the channel, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Patreon.com for the Simon316. Cheap plug for my merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com for the Simon Miller. Uh, brand new shirt went up today as well, the Y shirt. It's nice and simple. Here's why, here's why on the back, but my head is the exclamation mark. Made me laugh. Shout out to Elliot that designs all my stuff. He's, uh, he's, he's very, very, very good. There's no other news going on, is there, that we need to talk about. I don't think so. Tanahashi's injured, which sucks. He broke, he broke his ribs. So I hope he's going to be okay. There was a news story that broke the other day. What was that? We literally went off air, <laughs> like we're a television show. We went off air and I was like, man, I, I was Goldberg. That's what it was. Because we had talked about Goldberg and then Goldberg came out and he was all like, I had a handshake deal with Vince McMahon to do a retirement match. The retirement match never happened. I'm flipping Goldberg. I'm going to retire on my own merit. Maybe I'll do some kind of like four continent tour. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Is he referring to, to Wembley? Um, I, here's the thing. I like Goldberg. I just do. Right? I just do. I'm a huge Bret Hart fan, and that kind of relationship upsets me. I'd love it if they get on the same page, but I can also kind of understand it. I know a lot of people don't like Goldberg, but all he's ever done is turned up and done what you know he wanted to do. And sometimes we've made mistakes with him. However, back in 2016, we did not make any mistakes with him. And in the late 2000s, well, we did make mistakes with him in the late 90s, but at first we didn't. And that's when I was really growing up on wrestling. And I do agree with him. He did have a huge impact on this industry. And I would like to see him have a bunch of retirement matches. And if I could choose them, I'd love one to be against Big E. Doesn't sound like it's going to happen in WWE. And we don't know what's going on with Big E. As long as he's happy and healthy, that's what matters. I would love one against Powerhouse Hobbs. I would one love, I'd love one against Wardlow. And I'd probably love one against... I mean, something like a Hammerstone, I think, would be awesome. But I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure whether that's the... I think he wants to do sort of super-duper main events. I don't know who the other guy would be. But if he joins AEW and Wardlow beats him in his last ever match, we, we've done Wardlow a solid for the rest of his career. So... I hope he does do this. I hope he does come over and do something in Wembley because then I can see him live say goodbye to him properly. I like Goldberg, man. I think he came up with a style. It worked. It clicked. Absolute legend. My opinion. Could be wrong. Probably am. Alex McCarthy of the Daily Mail is really mad at me right now. <laughs> but I love him, so it's fine. Shout out to Bishonrio Cat in the super chat. Man, we're going. I like this already. Simon, you've created memorable characters like Philip Marks. <laughs> <laughs> flipping marks excuse me flipping marks and such now sir i need a heel simon for one ups and downs 
review it in the campiest, heelish way possible, and make me warm and fuzzy, stay well. Right, okay, so this has been discussed a lot, right? Should I do one episode as a heel? I don't think we can get away with a whole episode. I think it will become annoying, and I think it will become cringy. Again, let me know in the chat if you think I'm wrong. But that's always been my worry with it. But could we introduce some sort of segment? Yes. And it is something that I've been sort of working on recently, but I haven't quite figured it out. And again, I really care about these videos. I only like, sometimes I do put out things I know that could be better and it drives me nuts. And I think about it all the time because I'm a strange guy. But look, at the moment in UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling, which is a, um, a UK promotion over here in England, obviously, uh, I am playing my Money Maker Miller character, which is a heel Simon Miller, and I'm loving the shit out of it for two reasons. One, why wouldn't I? But also two, I used to get a lot of disparaging remarks. Oh, you can't play heel Miller. And now I can walk out and I just get a room full of booze. And it fills me with satisfaction. I totally understand what people are talking about. But I do think there are elements within that that we may be able to carry across for a segment. So I'm looking into it. And obviously, shout out to the brothers or two. They joined my Money Maker faction. And we'll have more information on this soon. Long live super money. John the Jin in the super chat says, no Python quote today, but apropos, which Brits would you see brought in as special guests at All In? Silly or serious, apart from you, of course. It's very nice of you to even mention me, John. I think Will Ospreay should be there. Um, I think that would be amazing. Uh, and, he, and he has, you know, flown the flag for, for the modern wrestling world from a British perspective for, for many years now. Uh, I think probably something with Harry Smith would be nice. I don't think he has to sign with AEW. I think it can just be uh, a legacy thing, given where we are and given, given the history. Anthony Agogo should be there. I'm a big fan of Anthony Agogo, and I hope he gets more soon too, but we should focus on him as well. Um, but that's not really being brought in, is it? Uh, brought in would be like a Will Ospreay. So probably a Zack Sabre Jr., um, there's got to be some other people out there that should probably feature, and I can't think of anyone now because that's how my brain works. But yes, I do think we should do that. I think we should make it an event, and I think you know there will be British people that that, that should feature on it. Come on, brain. Come on, brain. I mean, it'd be great if Drew McIntyre could be there. I don't think it's going to happen. I think he'll resign with WWE, so I wouldn't. I wouldn't go too crazy with that. Somebody will probably suggest some names in the chat, so I'll uh, I'll keep an eye out for that. But Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. I think are definitely two. Um, I assume that Michael Oku's going to be on it because he said on Chris Jericho's show that he is. Good for him. That guy has worked his ass off. Uh, I'm doing my first wrestling class this weekend. Any advice? Just enjoy it as much as you can. I know that's crappy advice, but if you enjoy it, you've won. And more power to you for going. So just keep going. See how you get on with it and take it from there. But I massively respect you. Uh, what did you think of the Jay White match? As we talked about it, I think it rocks. Uh, was there a name for the ring apron? April the ring apron? No, because the ring apron is the hardest part of the ring. That is its name. Simon, when is your next wrestling match? Um, well, I'm at Progress on Sunday, but that's on a hosting job. So I think my next wrestling match is a week Sunday for Coliseum in London, taking on Yestin Reese, who insulted me for going for WrestleMania. So if you're around in London, make sure you come down to that. Um, where am I going next? If the Usos regain the tag titles, the maximum male models should take them off the Usos. Yes. I agree. That skit they did the other day with Kane's thing was hilarious. Did you see that John Hennigan also called out KSI? I did, and I hope we do that match because he'll make dollar. <laughs> Fair play to him. Um, I got a question, Simon. Does Jericho own a shirt or a T-shirt? <laughs> he never has a top on. Why should he? He's 53 years old and in great shape. More power to him. Uh, what music have you been listening to lately? That Metallica album. I love that Metallica album. And again, please do check out the uh, reaction I did on the channel because I had no money from that. <laughs> I got copyright claimed instantly. But uh, Room of Mirrors, I think that's what it's called. Oh, that is a fantastic song. Somebody wants Goldberg versus Omega. I would want Goldberg versus Omega because Kenny Omega is amazing and he can make a good match work with anybody. He would play to Goldberg's strengths. I tell you, it'd be flipping awesome. Um, 
Justice for Barry Barricade. Totally agree. Should be Justice for Barry Barricade. Uh, someone just says down and ups. Don't know what that means. Someone says the Pessipus. Agree. Put the Pessipus in there. All the WCPW guys. I mean, I think by now people would be confused, but I hope so. That would rock. Can you imagine the pop when Simon walks out at this year's Raw Rumble? Yep, because there would be none apart from that one guy that goes, oh, it's the bald guy from YouTube. And shout out to Zach as well. Again, in the super chat. You've been very kind today, Zach. Thank you so much. Just for kicks, if you had to pick someone other than Cody to throw Roman Reigns, who would it be? Well, actually, I have thought about this. And it, it there's two folds. Well, I, I tell you two. One would be Solo Sokoa. I think that's a great storyline when he becomes the new tribal chief. Look, why not, man? Go big or go home. And quite clearly, we're into him, so why the hell not? My other is Seth Rollins. I have a video going up on What Culture probably next week or in the next 10 days about this. I actually think it could be Seth Rollins, and I think it may have always been Seth Rollins. And I think the fact that everyone is teasing this now, that maybe, just maybe, the main event at WrestleMania 40 is going to be Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins when Seth Rollins wins. I honestly, that's my secondary pick. Uh, look, I may have just sort of followed uh, a fake path to nothingness, which is also the name of my brand new EP. But I don't think I would actually mind that because at WrestleMania 40, which is an anniversary event or a birthday event or a big, you know, 10-year decade thing, whatever you want to call it. If you play, if you tie into the Shield thing enough and you remind everyone about what the Shield achieved, John Moxley, top of the game, Roman Reigns, top of the game, Seth Rollins, top of the game, and everything they've been through, and ironically, the ups and the downs, et cetera, et cetera, Zach, I think there could be something to that. I think it could feel like a massive deal, especially if Seth is the one to beat him. And if Seth is the one to beat him, you can then go back to normal Seth Rollins, as much as I love the visionary character, because it's hilarious. And that could probably be his jumping off platform into that legacy thing that he's going to get to anyway, but that would be the catalyst for it. So yeah, I think it could happen. But I still think Cody Rhodes is the is is hopefully um, something they'll go with, because I think I think we need that too. Um, Moneymaker needs a firewall in his background. <laughs> <laughs> probably does uh, what kind of music do you listen to outside of metal jazz soul bluegrass uh, i listen to everything i'm a big classical music fan um because i think you can hear elements of metal and classical music but i listen to everything i got backstreet boys on my phone you know what i mean like i mean let me go through my last um it's probably a bad idea because my phone would just freak out but if my last album's downloaded nf he had a brand new album out i love that guy uh, orbit culture they rock think of the guy on twitter that suggested them the thrills are on there even i should be embarrassed about that one but i'm not classical stuff classical stuff jet buckley got some moves oh no don't play a song got some moves some old bridge some megadeth some machine head some august burns red some sum 41 some radiohead some bleed from within uh, some Ramstein. I do have Downstate on there because I'm an idiot. The Batman soundtrack, a bunch of acoustic covers. So yeah, like I did, Jimmy Eat World, Bless the Fall, loads of stuff. The X-Men animated theme, rock version. <laughs> That's Trivium. There's loads of stuff on there. Um, Seth would be a waste like Brock and Taker. Surely should be a young talent. Well, this is the thing. I don't think Brock and Taker was a waste. I think Brock Lesnar became the end of level boss that he did do because we did the Undertaker thing so well. Still would have been happy for Undertaker never to have got beaten, but I think, yeah, that the under I think I think that's what we did it. And I think it works. I'm actually quite a fan of everything we did there. Because again, we just should. I'm related to wrestling, but do you think the Arkham games would still be good if Batman wasn't in them? <laughs> the best question of the day. To the point you're getting a shout out, Adam. Thank you. You've tickled me. You know the answer. Don't do it. Um, uh, I do have Dimmu Borger in my list as well. Someone just mentioned you should get Dimmu Borger. I do have Dimmu Borger. What's that amazing album they've got? This is not where I thought this was going to go, but I do eventually want to start talking about more stuff on this show. It's like Progenies of the Great Apocalypse, right? Is that right? Is that what it's called? 
No, Death Cult Armageddon. Death Cult Armageddon is a good album. What a terrible thing to say. Death Cult Armageddon. It's a great album. Talk about mixing metal and orchestra stuff together. Oh, they're absolutely incredible. I did say Trivium as well. Yeah, I love Trivium. They're absolutely fantastic. Simon, what do you think of long hair? Well, I used to have long hair before I had to shave it because Mother Nature kicked my ass. So I'm a big fan. People are now going crazy about Machine Head, which I like. Uh, Simon, are you ever going to do more music covers? Uh, no, I don't have time. I don't have time. And the weirdest question of the day is, could you see Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley become a future couple? <laughs> I felt the tension during that stare down. No, but I want the match. And as much as I love Solo Sokoa and as much as I wanted to be a future world champion, if Rhea Ripley wins, greatest thing ever. Rhea Ripley's a superstar, man. She's going to make it. She's already made it. She's there. She's in WWE. I always say this. I saw someone the other day. I won't name the wrestler because I thought it was mean. But they were like, oh, man, this person's got a crappy career. What? Starting to be a wrestler and making it to WWE. <laughs> Anyone would take that. I, if, if, if I got a call, Simon, we're going to book you in WWE for a year, but you're going to be a joke. We're going to beat you all the time. And you've got to be Mantar too. Sign me up. What an experience to be part of that world. I think it'd be absolutely incredible. Um, someone says, I should listen to Thank You Scientists. Maybe I will. Maybe we'll go down. And then there's a bunch of other other weird stuff uh, uh, in there. Some, <laughs> I won't mention that one, but yes, I know what you're getting at. <laughs> For people listening on podcast, uh, you probably need my face. Uh, so we've got a few minutes left. So again, any other chats, please do throw it in there. But I will do some pimping and some plugs. It is important. ProWrestlingTees.com, Forza Simon Miller, a bunch of new shirts. Anytime I get that ping that one's been bought, it makes my day. It's one of the coolest things in the world. If you're into fitnessgrillamind.com forward slash Simon, you get money off using the code Simon. They've just launched energy drinks. Drinks. And I had one today. Believe me, don't believe me, it's fine. That is a work of art, that thing. It's more than just energy. I should be tagline writer, more than just energy. Then why the hell is it called an energy drink, you moron? <laughs> Come follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. Interact with my YouTube channel as much as you can. Watch videos, subscribe, like. I really do appreciate all that too. I got fitness t-shirts too at Samsung Athletics. There'll be a link in the description below. Check it out. They're quite funny as well. So hopefully if you're into that kind of stuff. Uh, what culture wrestling? Make sure you check out the ups and the downs. Um, that's my bread and butter, I suppose. So that's always cool. And I do personalized video messages too on Cameo. Search for my name. There's a mini sale going on at the moment. Save you a few dollars. Uh, I did one today that was quite emotional, to be completely honest, which is which is always kind of crazy. But man, does it mean a lot to me. So thank you very much for that. Right, we'll end with a few super chats. Everyone's been super nice and just throwing some in there. Dan Lemley says, I'm getting a handsome Jack tattoo from Borderlands. Damn right you are, Dan. You embrace the things that you like. I can never get on with Borderlands. <laughs> great game, great co-op game, but there was always something missing from it for me. I never knew what it was, but it, the world it constructed was absolutely incredible. Are we getting a new Borderlands or not? I know we're getting the movie, but I've not heard anything else from Gearbox. So I don't know what's going on, but I'm always a big fan for that. If I was in tip for tattoos, Oh my gosh, I'd have Metallica tattoos, I had Zelda tattoos, I had Batman tattoos. I'd be covered in tattoos, but I'm not into tattoos. But I think if you're into something, you should get a tattoo. Uh, NKS432 says, Simon, love you, man. Thanks, bro. Love you too. P.S. I think the Cody loss at WrestleMania was okay. I'd rather they cash in on the 1,000 days and then have Cody to throw in at SummerSlam. NK, man, can't argue with it. And even Steve Austin agreed, and he knows something about wrestling. But no, I think there's something to that. Like, Would I have had Cody Rhodes won? Yes, because I think it would have been a moment, and I like to be part of moments. But do I mind Roman Reigns hitting 1,000? Nope. Do I mind Roman Reigns going past Pedro Morales? Nope. Do I mind Cody Rhodes winning at SummerSlam? Nope. I shouldn't have said nope this many times. It was a huge mistake. 
<laughs> but I've done it. I've done it now. But dude, as I say to everyone, there is no right or wrong in wrestling, really. You watch it, and if you enjoy it, you win. If you don't enjoy it, that's a loss, and we move on to something else. So I'm pleased that you enjoyed it. Genuinely, I totally see where you're coming from. The story isn't finished yet. Shout out to Viv in the super chat, too. This is amazing. Hi, Simon. I'm a 67-year-old granny. Never been to a live wrestling show. Would Wembley all in be too much for a first? Also, I would be on my own. Well, Viv, one, you're absolutely awesome watching wrestling at 67 years old. Keep that flame alive and no way, Viv. Come on down to the Wembley show. Wrestling fan. So apologize. <laughs> I don't know how much of that you'll get and how much that you won't get, but it will come back eventually. Um, basically, if, if I could get to interview MJF, I think it'd be one of the best interviews I've ever done. So let's manifest it into existence and always believe. Maybe when they come over here for the UK show, that's when we can do it. And we will finish with, I have an idea, who's been very kind today as well in the super chat. Thanks so much. Replacing Uncle Howdy with Dan Housen would totally fix Bray Wyatt's stable. Convince me I'm wrong, Simon. Get an up. You do get an up. Bro, you could replace Dan Housen with anyone and the thing would be better, right? Anyone. Let's pick a storyline. Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Better with Dan Housen. Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Better with Dan Housen. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Better with Dan Housen. Such a huge fan of Dan Housen. He's, him and Orange Cassidy, they get it. And I love them. Right. On that note, before my internet drops out again, I will love you and leave you. But it's basically held up. Every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. BST. Thank you so much for joining me. I massively appreciate you. If nothing else, I just love having this chat. I love having this communication. I love having this interaction. I'm so happy we're able to stream again. Probably is screwing up my on-demand vids, but we're going to keep doing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Take a risk. Have a lovely Thursday. Have a great weekend. And I look forward to seeing you again soon.